All right. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one. Um, Jason Tucker Thompson is who I interviewed today. And we got to chat and sit down and chat about a number of things. Um, it was a, such a fun interview. And honestly, my favorite part, and you're going to have to listen for this, is when we find out we worked for the exact same running shoe store. Exact same, about a year apart. Um, we share living in Utah and Florida together. So also part of our conversation goes into both, you know, both living and running in both those places, as well as adjusting to altitude and heat training. We kind of compare the two. Um, Jason is a chiropractor, so we also compare the differences between um, chiropractic care and physical therapy. And if you're a runner out there, knowing when to seek either um, and the differences and similarities between the two. So it was a really fun discussion. I'm super excited for you guys to listen. Um, love your feedback on this. Until then, let's dive into this one. So one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your breaking five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their breaking five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. I am here today with Jason Tucker Thompson. He is a chiropractor in Winter Haven, Florida, and he is also a certified run coach and certified nutrition coach. Super excited to have you here. I know we just chatted a bit before this too, but excited to get to know more about you. We have some similarities and where life has paths have crossed and which is crazy um but welcome thank you for being here thanks thanks for having me i'm super excited to be here yes this will be fun so jason if you don't mind could you share with us a little bit let's start with your running journey i like to start there no. you could share with my audience um where you got started into running when did running start for you for sure so i started running when i was in middle school um my I PE of course and my PE coach was really big into um, like physical fitness and being healthy and whatnot and he started this thing called mile Mondays and growing up I'd always been a soccer player I thought I was you know I thought I was actually good but in hindsight I really wasn't good at all <laughs> and so when he introduced this, these mile Mondays I realized wow you know I'm actually kind of okay at running and all through middle school, once a week, we'd run these miles and I, I keep track of, you know, I'm running whatever time this week, next week I'm running this time and, and slowly got better and better until finally he introduced me um, to my high school coach. And then that's kind of where things really took off. Um, before high school, I, I really didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't know, didn't know there was road races everywhere. I didn't know there was even a thing called cross country. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew there was running in the Olympics, but I didn't really <laughs> know. I, I mean, I was pretty naive, I guess. Um, so when I got to high school, um, I was pretty, pretty slow, to be honest. Uh, in fact, uh, my, my freshman year of high school, we've, I've, my very first cross country race 
I finished second to last in the entire race, in the JV race. Like, dead, like <laughs> terrible, terrible, like terribly slow. And I, I worked all season. And at the end of the season, uh, we were talking to coach and he said, well, if you stick with it, you, you have some potential, but you're going to have to work extra hard. And that kind of lit the fire underneath me. I'm like, okay, you know, I want, I want to be the best. I want to be, yep. I want to be good. And fast forward through high school, I ended up uh, setting every distance record in my high school, um, which was a lot of fun. Senior year was a, was a great year, especially for that. Um, yeah, so that got me through high school. And then I had plans running college. Uh, being from Florida, there was a few colleges here, um, South Florida, kind of in the Orlando area as well, that, that offered me a few scholarships to run for them. Um, but I still had my eyes set on BYU or Brigham Young University out in Utah. Yep. And that's, that's ultimately where I wanted to go. I wanted to be on their you know, national caliber team. And I thought, you know, here you are, you, you can do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you got told, you were like last in JV and your coach was like, mm, better work really hard. I don't know about yeah. this. And then you're setting all these, the records. So of course you're like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. So I thought, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought I, I had a shot. So I, I went out there. Uh, actually, before I went out there, I talked to the coach and he gave me some workouts to do during the summer. So I was hitting all my miles, um, doing all kinds of speed work. And he said, show up on this day at this time and run this race. And then we'll talk about walking on. So get there, get to that point, get to that day and show up at the race. And, you know, being from Florida, it's like sea level. <laughs> There's you know, no elevation. It's very humid. Yeah. And then I was only in Utah for about three days before this race started. Oh gosh. No, so no. The elevation <laughs> kicks my butt, you know, the dry heat kicked my butt. And so I actually... It, it, it was this this four mile race. I actually dropped out after the mile because I just I, I couldn't breathe anymore. Yeah. I my heart felt like it was in my head, and I was pretty pretty crushed to be honest. Because that was that was the goal: go to BYU, you run. End of story. Yeah. And now I went to BYU, and I have no team. I have no <laughs> no nothing. It was just me. So basically, uh, for the rest of that year, I kind of had to make this decision. Well. You know, I got to figure out who I want to run for. I mean, I've always ran for a team. Now I'm running for myself. Yep. I kind of came through this uh, kind of this growth process where I, I, you know, I had to learn how to coach myself. I had to learn how to like be disciplined, waking up in the cold mornings and, yep. and dark. And, cold. And, it was cold there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the snow. I mean, I'm from Florida. I, I wear <laughs> flip-flops year round. The, the thought of wearing pants and shoes, like you, that, just no, it's, it was completely foreign to me. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of coached myself through college and then uh, actually moved back to Florida to start chiropractic school and been kind of self-coaching myself ever since. Okay. So, well, the, yeah, so that's probably where, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, cool in a way that you got a coaching background because mm -hmm. you were co had to coach yourself then for those. Were you there for four years, you said, right? Yeah. So I was there for a little more than four years. Yep. Okay. Did you still like, um, get quite a bit faster during that time and yeah know. so so I, I I feel like this whole running thing is very much of a learning process even like a year yeah. ago I think what was I thinking a year ago and right, where I'm, right, I'm like right. oh yeah I mean, that's anyways <laughs> so right around probably 2012 or so um, I started experimenting with the longer distances I'd only ever done 5ks I've done a couple 10ks and a 15k yeah. I'm like, I want to try a half marathon. So I'm like, <laughs> I want to be a half marathoner. And I, <laughs> I my very first half marathon, you know, in Utah, all downhill, goes down the canyons. Ooh, Utah Valley? And was it Utah Valley? It was uh, the Tim Path. So, so 
almost kind of the same course, but down um, AF Can American Fort Canyon. Okay, 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 yeah, different one. Okay. And so that so that was my first half, and it was it was rough because I thought, oh, it's downhill, it's going to be so <laughs> Yo, easy. Right, right. And about six miles in, I'm like, wow, my legs really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but I finished. I I went. I think 121 was my first half time. Nice. So, but ever since then, I've I've kind of dabbled a little bit with half marathons. Um, I've done, I think, eight marathons now. Um, but yeah, so kind of the longer awesome. stuff is what I what I I like to do, just not right now in this summer. In this, heat. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's I had this. Slow. If you listen to any of the podcast episodes, I had this great idea a little bit ago where I was just like, "Oh, I'm going to train for a marathon right now. I've never done one." And then, like, not really thinking about the Florida heat, I'm like, "That would be a really dumb idea right now because I can barely make it through a four mile run right now. So yeah. maybe so I, not." I, I tried that in 2016. I tried to train through the summer to run the St. George Marathon in October. Okay. Yeah. That was bad. It, That'd be hard. It's, just, it's so hot and consistency gets really, becomes a, a huge challenge, I feel. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I, if people want to run a marathon in Florida, I tell them, wait until September before you start training for so, it. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Or you move up to Utah and train for yeah, the St. George. Yeah. You can't train here. Yeah, anywhere oh. but here. What are, since you're from here, and since I just posted about this today and I'm struggling here, what are your, uh, what are your biggest tips for anyone running in the heat, you know, anywhere, but since you're from Florida, what have you learned yeah. from running in Florida? <laughs> so the two biggest things that I've noticed in my life with humidity and running is I drink a lot of these every single day. Just yep. drink water. It's a lot of water um, in general. I, yeah, I probably drink probably close to two to three liters of water a day. Okay. Um, so I'm going to the bathroom all the time. But Yo. <laughs> when you run, you're sweating so much of it out here. Yeah. You got to do something. So I, yeah. I drink plenty of water. And then the other thing I do is I make sure I go to bed super early. Um, Get up I early. When I, when I don't sleep enough, I'm... Yeah. It's not so much of just being tired, but I feel a lot more fatigued. And I don't feel as fresh. Yeah. Um, so I make sure I drink lots of water and I get lots of sleep. And no, that makes I also, sense. I, I wake up way too early to run every morning. So <laughs> What I, time? 3.30? That no, sounds no, no, like no, way not, too not early. No, so I, my alarm goes <laughs> off at about 4.45. Okay. That seems and, typical for like a, 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 a endurance runner. <laughs> endurance yeah, so I, I try and get out the door at 5.15. And then I'm usually back by 6.15, 6.30. And then I eat, shower, and then leave for work at 7.10. So. Yeah. Sometime, someday I'll get on this train of a normal runner and get up early. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, you in, in the daylight. I mean, that's. I know. I know. It's not smart. That's something, uh, I guess, right? Well, I was just in Wisconsin and North Dakota before that. So I could totally. And actually, it's the opposite. In North Dakota, you'd want to go later in the day, you know, during the winter. It's like complete opposite, like, problems. And so. Um, but no, I need to go earlier. Oh. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's a challenge too. And that's where that going to bed early comes in. Yeah. I know if I'm not in bed by 10 o'clock at night, it's going to suffer the next day. It, it's going to be a bad day the next, cause it yeah. takes forever to fall asleep. Yeah. The, the challenging part is having two kids. We put them to bed oh, yeah. around eight or so. So by the time we finally get them into bed and then it's done, it's like 8.15. It's like, okay, I have an hour to do everything else I needed to do. Right, right. Everything else in your life. <laughs> yeah. Plus help my wife because she works as well. And it's just, it, it, schedules are very like, 
Yeah, but that's good. You're getting it done. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good. It's but once you get into the habit of it, then it's it makes yeah. It so that's yeah, that's the habit I'm trying to change right now. So it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yep. So you guys can watch me struggle along. And, <laughs> oh man, but. Oh, okay. So those are good. So definitely just drink water, even just straight water, lots of water and get to bed. I can totally see the, the sleep thing too, because this past Saturday, we were just talking before the show. It was like the hottest day here in Florida yeah. in a while. And that was a day I was stopping and walking constantly. And I only got like four and a half hours of sleep the night before too. So, and like, I felt like that's what was adding to my like lightheadedness and everything too. Yeah. So, so one, so one kind of thing that goes with that is especially in the Florida heat, when you run in humidity, your body has to work harder to cool off. So your heart has to pump harder because you have so much heat inside of you. So when you don't sleep at night, your body has less, I mean, it's running more on kind of like running on empty essentially. Yeah. And so your body's working twice as hard to just kind of cool you off. Right. So, so even I've noticed even in the dry heat, if I'm not sleeping, my heart rate always shoots right up. Okay. Humidity, it's it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, no, that makes sense. Um, so <clears throat> so since you've lived both places, I mean I have too, but I'm still getting used to it here. Although yep. I lived in Mississippi too. Um nice. do you feel like it's harder to run in the humidity or harder to run at altitude? Or adjust maybe is the better better way say, to put it. I'd say, I'd say humidity is harder hands down. Hands like, down. What do you think makes you a better runner? Like what, uh, you know, like you go run at altitude for a bit and then, and then you come to not even Florida. let's say you go somewhere, don't think heat wise, you go somewhere at low altitude and run. Or if you, um, if you run in humidity all summer and then you run somewhere in a cool race afterwards, like what makes you stronger? Probably a there's probably not a right answer there, but <laughs> so, so I actually have, I guess you can call it a case study for both. both really? Sides. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so when I, let's see, June, 2015, before we moved back to Florida, we were living in Utah and yeah. I was running the best I ever was. I just qualified for Boston. I just run like a one twelve half marathon. I, I was in great shape. I was running up and down mountains every day. Yeah. And we moved across the country back to Florida and I thought, okay, you know, it's, humid but it won't be that bad I'm, you know the elevation isn't there i should feel right. like i'm doing fine yeah and it was like i had not run in months that first <laughs> it was so awful i remember i actually reset like hard reset my garmin because i thought the pacing was wrong i thought it was not, like it wasn't working and that's you're like no i'm not that slow <laughs> i i I'm, yeah exactly i'm looking at like this, this is not right like come on and so i'd stop and reset it and i'm like come on like seriously and finally i realized i'm like you know what i I think elevation is a little bit easier than humidity to run in. Okay. So then going the other direction. Yep. So the following year in 2016, we went back out West uh, for some funerals and I, I wanted to meet up with my running friends and like, Oh, let's go on our favorite trail. Yeah. And I thought I was going to be sucking wind the whole time, but it really wasn't that bad. We were okay. up like halfway up Timp and back down and yep. you know, all these big mountain trails and, yeah, it was a little unsteady just because I hadn't been on real trails in so long. Right, right. But it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Okay. So, so that, that's just me personally. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> in my mind, it's it's easier to run in elevation than it is, even in the heat, than yeah. it is to run at sea level in humidity. Yeah. So to answer your question when it comes to like training, so I just, my whole motivation during the summer is if I can crank through these summer miles that first week that it's cooler, 
it, it's always so much faster. Like I, okay. This, this last year, trained all summer long, and then the temperature drops. I remember when it was, sometime in October, November or something. And it was, it was like my pace got 45 seconds faster per mile just because it wasn't as hot, it wasn't as humid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 all I look forward to. I'm like, okay, it's gonna cool down. It's gonna yeah, feel it's good. Working. Yeah. It's so yeah, so that's kind of my my story, I guess. No, that's good. I'm glad I asked it. I was like, this might be a silly question, but I've thought of it because um like I've shared this before, but someone said at one point, like humidity is kind of like poor man's altitude. That's what they said once, like for running. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it totally is. I feel like it's gonna make me stronger because you know, when I lived out in Utah, like, you know, same thing, but um but i was actually at altitude so i was like what would be better which one would actually be more beneficial for me um and i've always sucked at running in the heat like i don't think i ever had a good race ever in the heat like i would always be like you know say when i was in team sports like where i usually placed was not where i placed in the heat you know so i think it's good it'll be a good challenge for me (laughs) yeah it's it it's good it it gets you in shape pretty fast i think yeah what do you do for like uh your workouts during the summer here as far as like are they um are they shorter you cut the intervals shorter you just know they might not be as fast or what do you do so i kind of have a a general rule that as soon as summer hits it's only 5k distance or less okay so so i don't focus on marathon training half marathon training everything is all 5k okay so so like sometimes when there's places with a lot of snow people just kind of take the winter months off Florida could be kind of the same way. Sometimes people yeah. take the summer months off, <laughs> but for me, I use it as a way to just kind of just take a step back, focus on doing the short, fast stuff. Yeah. It's a lot easier to go fast for like five minutes than it is right. to go fast for an hour and a half. Right. And so realistically it's, I mean, I, I'm still doing at least one or two workouts a week. Um, but it's all kind of shorter stuff. Yeah. Okay. That, that seems to work out pretty well. I like that. That's good. Cause I definitely, I, I guess I just hadn't thought of it much. I was like, I'll just, it'll be fine. Like whatever. But I was like, I legit like this morning was like, Oh, maybe I'm just gonna go to the treadmill. Like I hate yep. the treadmill. Yep. Like, so I lived in North Dakota. I would literally run up until if it felt like negative 30 was about the cutoff <laughs> felt like negative 30 was about the cutoff of what I would run outside in. Like I would avoid the treadmill or track like the plague like, maybe that's a bad yeah. thing to say right now okay like I would just avoid that and um but you can layer up and you can like I was doing temple yeah. run like negative 10 ones and like it's maybe not it's not great for your lungs but mm-hmm. like you could do it but here I'm like oh, I don't like just I don't like that yeah, you can't just keep stripping off I know I was like you can only strip so far <laughs> and even then it probably wouldn't help any I'm just like yeah, oh my god when it gets to summer months, I own, I mean, this, I don't know, this may be TMI, but I only wear shorts. Like I don't, uh, shorts, Literally shoes, nothing. <laughs> I, I don't race in a shirt. I don't, yep. I, warming up, I don't even wear sweats. Like it's, it's shorts, period. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Like I'm sports bra and shorts and that's all I can do. Like you can't do anything else here. Yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> At all. <laughs> no. Um, what was I going to say? No, that was helpful. I'm glad we talked about that. I was just going to go back and for our listeners, I guess I didn't really pull on say this, but, um, so Jason lived out in, we lived in the same city, which is crazy. Yeah. So you lived in Provo, right? Provo, Utah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I lived. I went to Rocky Mountain University of Health mm-hmm. Professions. That's my physical therapy school that I went to. 
Um, and I think we figured out that we like just missed like you were 2012 was it I think yeah we we must have barely missed each other so I was I was out there from 2011 to 2015 oh no we were we were out there together then I think we we may have what did we say we I didn't yeah we may have known some people maybe not yeah I, so how how do you know the Harpers and yeah the whole yeah well I was gonna ask if you because I think I just saw this yesterday I was like um so I worked at Runner's Corner wait so. wait 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 I worked at Runner's wait, Corner what? <laughs> <laughs> where did you work at Runner's Corner um I worked at Runner's Corner from let's think about this would have been like maybe you worked after I left like I think 2012 ish like that year probably like I got there in August no. May of 2011, I think by that following, maybe, when did I talk to them? It might have been like, I feel like it was the beginning of 2012, and then I worked there for like a okay. year. <laughs> okay, so I started working there the fall of 2013. Okay, yeah, I was gone by then. I was down in Mississippi on my clinical by then. <laughs> you know, when, when I think about it now, I, did you, did you have, you had a name badge, right? That said Kristen on it? Oh, maybe for Runner's Corner? I don't think so. I don't know that we had one then. Maybe, maybe I'm just putting images. Yeah. So, and anyways, yeah, that's, that's, that's too awesome. weird. That's too weird. Yes. Yeah. So no, I think I just saw, no, this is what I th saw the other day. You're friends with Emily. Um, yep. Emily and, and Trist, uh, Tristan. Yeah. Tristan. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, well, he just, he lived out there. He probably went into Runner's Corner and he knows them and they're runners. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I worked with Tristram for a while. You probably knew like Caleb Scoville. Yeah, and... Caleb. I know Caleb. Yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was there while I was there. Uh, uh, you know, Ryan. Yep, uh, Ryan was there. <laughs> there was another Jason that worked there for a little while. Um, yeah, maybe is that what his name was? I'm trying to think. That was like the best, like, part not I'm yeah should I say like the best part of being in Utah like in the sense of like I loved going into to work there it was um oh, I love I love so you you were at the new store right yeah 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 with the track inside yep the track yep. and then there's like the bathroom and shower downstairs yeah yep. so the the happiest I, I shouldn't I probably shouldn't say this but the happiest I've been in my life was when I wasn't in school yeah that was my job that was your job and I lived close enough that I could run to and from work like, That's like awesome. the entire world was was running and that was it <laughs> and I'd, I'd leave my bag there at the end of my shift in the evening I'd run there the next day like in the morning shower go work and then I'd run home and it was <laughs> that, that was the best that's that's too funny yeah Hawk and yeah. Cheryl and yep, Crystal awesome. and Amber and all that yeah that's that's crazy when I was leaving for my clinical I remember they're just like well like can't you take a clinical here like can't you stay here <laughs> like and I was just like no, I gotta, I gotta move on. Like I never really planned on staying in Utah either. Although I would love to go back. I have not been back. So, so it's, it's, it's funny when we left Utah, my wife, it was just my wife and I, we swore we were like, no, we're not, we're not going to ever live here. Like we yeah. were, were just kind of done with it. Yeah. Got to Florida. We've had a couple kids and now we're like, Hmm, maybe we want to go back. But actually as of this summer. last week, you should for, summer. for summers. <laughs> so as of this last week, we actually just signed to build a house here in Florida. So that's kind of exciting because now, you know, here I am, I'm an adult, I'm buying a house. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Florida for a little bit longer. Yeah, but maybe, maybe you can have your summer home, your summer home, I mean, would be Utah and your yeah, you winter eventually. <laughs> yeah, yes. What I would do now, that's my biggest thing here. I'm like, I'm never, I'm not staying another summer here. That's what I've been saying <laughs> yeah. lately. I'm like, no way, this isn't happening again. 
so what what month did you get to Florida? Um, I got here in the middle of May. No <laughs> May, yeah. So that's so I got here at a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's we'll see how your 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 opinion changes when the hurricane season comes. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't believe. Okay, we're on a podcast episode and figure out we've worked at the same place. That's yeah. Too crazy. Too crazy. <laughs> oh, what else about Reddit? I was just gonna say same thing as you. Like favorite job in the sense of. Um, I feel like maybe I shouldn't say this about my education too, but I felt like it helped me the most with what I'm doing now, like yeah. with working with runners. Like I learned so much there and like, you know, when I was in PT school, you know, some people would be like, you shouldn't have a job in PT school. And I had like three at one point, just <laughs> little things. Like I worked at the school, but it was like, yeah, anyway, sometimes, yeah, I worked at the school and I worked at runner's corner and and like, I felt like Runner's Corner was helping me, like, and now it really has with what I'm doing and learning, you know, from, from working there. So, yeah, I mean, I was in the middle of my, so I graduated with a degree in exercise science. Yep. But it was, it was perfect because I'd learn whatever I did in school and then I go there and I'd be, have answers for people like, well, why does this hurt? And why, yeah. you know, why is, why can't I do this? And why, you know, all these things I'm like, oh yeah, because this, 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 I knew the anatomy, I knew physiology. It just kind of meshed so well. Yeah. And, I mean, learning from like amazing runners like Hawk and Cheryl, Yo. like I, I owe so much of my running career to them because Yo. they taught me so much and it, yeah, that's such good times. Yeah. I was uh, taking a course, like it was a sports course um, once and they had some, we were like going over articles and, you know, some research-based stuff for like some stuff on like running injuries and running form but one was something that hawk had written i don't think i ever told him this it was like you know a case study i think or expert opinion it wasn't even you know because there was no you know legit study on it um but it was good enough to make this you know course like we don't know for sure but like this is what works basically and like <laughs> this one all his tips on form and stuff like that that <laughs> So anyways, sh- shout out to Hawk and Cheryl. I got to get, I want to get them on this podcast. That's been one thing. I yeah, you should. Definitely, I haven't talked you to them since I've left early. So crazy. Cool. Well, shout out to Runner's Corner. If you guys are ever in uh, Provo, Ute- or Orem is where it's at, Orem, oh, yep. Utah, um, go to Runner's Corner. It's the, the best running store there is. So <laughs> right. um, anyways, so I wanted to ask you too. So you're a chiropractor mm-hmm. and do you specialize in working with runners as a chiropractor then? So it's, it's funny. So I actually, when I graduated from school, my plan was to be more of a sports chiropractor. Yeah. Um, but in school, they teach you just kind of the base. Like, they don't really teach you like real world chiropractic, I guess. It's more of here's chiropractic by the book. You'll learn it when you get there sort of thing. Okay. And, and I love chiropractic school. Like I learned a lot, but that was the one area that I felt like they didn't quite prepare me well enough for. So I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to graduate from school. And I'm you know, I'm going to be a sports chiropractor. I'm going to get all these certifications and you know, I'm going to work for professional sports teams and I'm yep. going to work with all these runners. And it honestly hasn't been that way at all. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it's just because people don't, don't think chiropractic. I, I don't know. But when I was in school, uh, when I was in clinic, actually, I did an internship with Bethune Cookman university. Okay. And I actually was able to treat their whole athletic department for about six months. Okay. That, that was a ton of fun working cool. with, you know, 350 pound football players. And I'm, you know, this little <laughs> winning runner <laughs> and, you know, I'm doing wonders with them. Um, but it, that was a lot of fun, but it wasn't, well, I don't know. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
but when I graduated, I thought it would just kind of translate over and it, it didn't. I, I worked with a couple um, like fitness clubs when I graduated and I don't know, it just kind of didn't work out. So I actually do more with car accident patients right now than I do okay. anything else. Okay, okay. So Florida's a big personal injury state. So I'm, I guess you could say I'm more of a personal injury chiropractor. Right okay, now. okay, okay. But you're a little, I mean, on the side, he's a run coach, nutrition coach. Yep, exactly. He has a Facebook group we'll let you guys know about at the end and um, kind of your kind of your, your, your side hustle, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, if you did work with runners, I was just going to be like, what, you know, and maybe you know this anyways, like, mm -hmm. what kind of services, you know, can a chiropractor that works with runners offer that's different than physical therapy you know like because i know the physical therapy side yep. like you know what is you know in a way it's, it's and almost is the same yeah. so you know <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw this little caveat in there because kind of there so i actually was going to go to physical therapy school okay for for the longest time I, when yeah. i decided to do my major in exercise science i kind of went full circle with all these different ideas of what in the health related industry I wanted to do. Yep. I landed on physical therapy. And uh, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, well, my dad's a chiropractor. Physical therapy and chiropractic are pretty similar. Yeah. And as far as like job security goes, I can just go right in with my dad and it, yeah. you know, no, I'd have a paycheck, no things would be okay. Yeah. Um, kind of swung the other way. So I know there's a lot of like, well, physical therapy can't do this. And physical therapists are like, well, chiropractors are just quiet. It just kind of goes back and forth. And I'm like right in the middle. I'm like, they need to work together because right. physical therapists can do things that chiropractors aren't good at. And chiropractors can do things that physical therapists aren't good at. Yeah. So, so I'll be the first to say, by all means, let's combine our powers and let's do some right. things. Right. Um, so as far as like what chiropractic specifically can do, um, I, don't, I don't know what the physical therapy laws are from state to state, but chiropractors... Yeah mainly focus on uh, like spinal manipulation and extremity manipulation. Yeah. I mean, uh, like not moving joints, but um, focusing on alignment and kind of restoring proper, proper curvature to the body. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. Describe kind of like the difference a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just like depends on like everyone treats differently and has different exactly. I don't know like because I've been to chiropractors too like so I have like a history of neck pain so I saw like everyone under the <laughs> sun for a while like and I move a lot so that's why also yep. like I'm not just seeing everyone <laughs> but um yeah so I it, I've had an experience but it's like everyone's so different and mm -hmm. yeah it's just like um but there's some, you know, chiropractors that will do like, you know, some more like, I guess, muscle energy techniques per se, if you want to call it that. Um, and, you know, PTs, like, you know, we learn manipulations. I'm okay. sure it's different in some realm of what yeah. you guys do, you know, like I know we do, um, you know, high velocity, low amplitude. You guys, okay. can that's it. pretty similar. Yep. You know, so yeah, anyways, but so, so in the chiropractic world, they have different kinds of techniques as far as like the names of them. So there's there's like the Thompson technique, there's diversified, okay. there's, there's all these kind of different branches. Gotcha. And so the school I went to is called Palmer College Chiropractic. Yeah. So Palmer College was the original chiropractic school um, right in the late 1890s. And it was in Iowa, actually. Um, but now they have one in Florida. There's one in, in California as far as Palmer schools go. Okay. Uh, so I went to the one here in Florida. And Got so Palmer has this thing called the Palmer package. Okay. And it basically is just the kind of the, uh, 
like 75% of all adjustments you do will be one of these kinds of adjustments. Okay. Okay. But that being said, they also teach you like active and passive therapy, not nearly as much as what like a physical therapist would go okay. through. Yeah. So I mean, we get a little bit with like biomechanics and a little bit with like soft tissue strengthening and whatnot. Yeah. But not nearly as much as like a physical therapist would. Not as much. But yeah. that's, that's, I feel that's probably one disservice to chiropractors is it's like, well, you know, it's, you can adjust, but if you want to keep the adjustment and, you, and keep people staying healthy, yeah, you, know, you need to implement strengthening exercises. You need to focus on right. stretching and do all these other things. And that's what physical, in my mind, physical therapy is like the go-to for that. Right. Right. Yeah. And then there's like the overlap of like some chiropractors will do more like if, especially if you're, I guess maybe even more like cash pay or you have the time or you can do that. Like it just all depends. We'll do some of that. So that's where it could be. Yeah. I guess there's no clear cut being like, yeah, it depends on who's in your area really. Yeah, um, sure. but yeah, like anything else and it might be hard just cause I said like, it really depends on who's in your area or not, but like any runner listening, if they're like, Oh, like I have this heel pain, say, for example, you know, when would I go to a chiropractor and when would I go to a PT, you know, <laughs> like, um, so I would almost more I, on the chiropractor side, I guess, cause that's what the part I don't know. <laughs> I would almost say like if, if someone has not been to either one, yeah. you're probably okay. If, say, okay, my foot hurts, you know, you could go either, either direction. So, so yeah, in Florida, I know chiropractors are viewed as kind of a portal of entry, meaning it's, they're kind of equivalent to like a, like a primary care doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what the physical therapy laws are in Florida, but, um, I would, I'd probably say you're safe going to either one, to be honest. Yeah. So you, you'd probably get a, a different kind of scope of practice depending where you went. Yeah. Um, so a physical therapist may look at strengthening like the foot or strengthening like the lower leg. A chiropractor may adjust the foot and ankle and then look at that and, yeah and maybe look at your back too or something yeah 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 Yeah. so either way and honestly it probably just comes down to yeah who the person is and then yeah they're a good provider they'll direct you if oh i think you need pt or oh i think you need to go to the chiropractor like then they'll direct you so it probably just comes more down to who the person is so oh that's helpful cool cool awesome so well let's i guess like dig it and tell me if you don't mind i guess me asking this on the podcast I can ask you afterwards too (laughs) I mean you work for your dad so I mean you know (laughs) you kind of alluded to this like is your long-term goal to do more of the run coaching side of things then um with some chiropractor what's your your yeah so my my ultimate goal would be to make like coaching like I don't know if I want to say a complete replacement of my income yeah but a I mean, income doesn't really matter either, but I want it to be more, more ingrained into my life as like the center focus of my life. Yeah. It's kind of on the side now. I want it to be like, I, I am a coach, but I'm also a chiropractor as well. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's more on the side, which, yeah, that's kind of, I feel like in a way, like what I'm doing, I'm like more of a running coach. But I'm like, I'm a PT with, you know, I'm a running coach, but I have that PT yep. background that helps. Yep. So yeah. And, that, and that's, that's pretty much what I tell people. I said, well, you know, a lot of run coaches are just that. They're just either yeah. personal trainers who've become run coaches or, um, you know, whatever. And, and I know there's some great coaches out there, but kind of what I, and you could say the same thing is yeah. what we do is we say, okay, well, we have this medical background yep. plus we have all this running background. So we have that connection between 
you know, between what just running is and versus what health is and yeah. Think, okay. Well, here's what exactly is going on. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, how has, you know, being a chiropractor and then being a run coach, um, how has being a chiropractor helped you with your run coaching, whether you have a specific example of say someone that got injured or just things you implement into your run training or just anything? Well, I, I mean, doing a lot of miles, it's really important to focus on recovery and, you know, making sure the body's okay. Because I mean, it's, it's one thing to just train and then have an overuse injury. It's another thing to train and, and be injured for some other reason. So yeah. one of the things that I always do is I have a few different kind of recovery tools that I use at the office that I also use at home. So I have a pair of like the, the Normatec compression boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, have a pair of those. I have uh, the Hypervolt, kind of like the, the vibrating, kind of like the Theragun. It's like a vibrating tool. Okay. 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 Yeah. And then you just like kind of put it all like it. Yeah, you could put it pretty much anywhere. Same thing as a Theragun. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah, some yeah. of my friends that have that. <laughs> so I have one of those. And then awesome. you know, there's, there's the ultrasound and an electric stem and, and those kind of, kind of recovery tools at the office. Yeah. So, so it's kind of nice having those perks because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty crappy. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go hop I'm on the gonna... unit for a little while. Or I'm gonna go yeah. lay on the water massage bed for a little while. Or... <laughs> I love it. I but... know. I I tried the the Normatec. One of my friends had one. I don't know if it was name brand, but it was weird, but it felt good. Yeah. It was... It's it's a little different. It's a little yeah. different feeling. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? And what have you learned? I guess from run coaching. You know, like what has it taught you, or what what have you learned from run coaching about athletes, about your own running, whatever it might be? <laughs> so I, I've learned that, I, I don't know if this is a, a pride thing, but I've learned <laughs> I know a lot more than I give myself credit for. Yeah. So I, I'm in a lot of different running Facebook groups and I see people post questions about, well, why, why does this hurt? And you know, <laughs> if I wanted to do this, what, do I, what should I do? And, and I shouldn't say I always have an answer, but I, I, I can usually formulate some kind of response and think, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Right. So I, I think with my background in health and my background with my you know, 18 years of running, yep. um, being a run coach just kind of meshes into this next, it just kind of meshes into to who I am, I guess. Like I love helping people. I love running. And now I can kind of do that at the same time. Like I help other runners reach the goals that they want. Right. Right. And I think that's true for a lot of things. Like we don't, you know, I was just talking to a couple of people yesterday on like, Oh, like I want to do some run coaching and they know how to do plans, but they're like, but I haven't really done it with anyone but me and my friends yet. Um, and you know, they're, uh, I think both people are talking to were PTs. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know more than you think you do, or you're going to give yourself credit for, and you know, just by doing it, you're going to learn too. Um, and if you have a background, if you know some, if you know more than someone else, like you can help them, you know, like, don't just let your own pride and ego stand in the way, like you could help them, but just because you don't think, you know, everything, you're never going to know everything. Exactly. So. And, and so, so one of my mentors, Russell Brunson, that we talked about before. Yep. So one of the things he always talks about is, is be the expert in, in what your passion is. So yeah. like running, you know, I, maybe I don't know everything, but I know a good amount and right. I could portray myself as not the expert, but a, an expert. Expert to so, someone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so, you know, show up to a race and, you know, you have kind of your average Joes and average Janes out there. You know, they may look at me as, oh, wow, you know, he, he's like a professional runner, but in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, I'm far from a professional yeah, runner. I know. <laughs> like, no, not even a little bit, but it's all just kind of how, I shouldn't say how you carry yourself and not really fake it till you make it, but but yeah. when, 
I, I'm a firm believer that when you have a passion in something, you know, you can learn all that you can about it and you could be the expert in that or be an expert in that. Right. And you're given the passion for a reason, I think too, you know, like don't downplay that and just think you don't know enough. Like if you're given that passion and you really want to do something, then do it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. So, well, we haven't talked, I, we didn't talk a ton about your running. What, uh, um, what has been like your, let's see, where are you, I guess, where are you at right now with your running? Like what, well, we shared a little bit because summertime 5k, but what are your goals <laughs> right now? <laughs> I mean, once we get through the summer, you know, for running. So kind of the, the thorn in my side, the last five years or so has been getting back to Boston. So qualifying for Boston again. Okay. So in 2015, I qualified for Boston at the Utah Valley Marathon. And that was kind of the last big race I did before we moved. And ever since then, it's just kind of, you know, I just keep falling short, you know, time and time again. Um, so I was going to run Boston 2016. Okay. But my daughter was born that same oh. week. And oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah, no. So once Sorry, we Sorry, hun, I'll be, I'm just going to go to Boston. Okay. Yeah. Right, so, right. so Boston was that Monday and my daughter, her name's Paisley. She was born that Saturday. And so okay. her due date was like three days before that. So her due date was like Wednesday or Thursday or okay. something. Okay. So you knew. So, yeah. So I, I knew, I, I, yeah, I knew as, as soon as we found the due date, I was like, yep, uh, Boston's <laughs> going to have to wait. And so that's, I mean, that it was a bummer for a little while, but I realized, you know, there's more to life than just running. Right. And I'm no, like, for sure. My daughter is everything. And, and I'm so glad I, I made that decision to, you know, skip Boston and, and you know, be there for that, for her birth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of been that, that ultimate goal. Yep. Um, is going back to Boston. Um, I, this year I've had the goal to try and break all my personal records, my personal best. Okay. If, uh, it's been kind of a weird year with the whole coronavirus thing, <laughs> yeah. no races anywhere. Right. And it, it just, it's, it's just been a weird year. So, so right now it's just kind of just survive in advance. That's that's all I right, mean, right. Just that's what it comes down to at, at least like maintain, right? Like that's what I feel like. At least like maintain right now. Oh. I mean, I, I'm registered for the Disney World half in January. Okay, cool. But every other race around it seems to be getting canceled. So I'm yeah. kind of just fingers crossed that nothing happens. But I want to do that if it happens. That sounds fun. My my friend did it last year. Actually, that's right. Oh. Yeah, it's it's one of those you got to do it at least once because it's it's an experience. I should do it. I remember when I lived in Mississippi, that was the big one. Well, just Disney. I don't. I forget which one is which, but mm. just the Disney that that weekend. I guess maybe that is the one. Um, but that weekend was a big one. A lot of of the runners would go over for for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, so just keep PR. How old are you? So I, turned, I turned 30 in two weeks. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're about, so I'm about to turn 31 in about a month. So yes. we're about a year. Yeah. Yep. I figure we were about there, like just knowing your school when you went through school and knowing yep. that mm -hmm. you would have had some time off for a mission too. Right. Yep. And yeah. So yeah. Cool. Um, what was I going to say? Um, all right. So I'm just PRing overall. Um, what, like any, like, I don't want to like get to like the last question I always ask, but any, um, I guess training cycles that really stick out to you or any like really big accomplishments that you've had in your, your running career. Um, yeah. So I, I talked about it a few times that, that, that period right before we moved back to Florida, yeah. when it was just my whole life was running. That was probably 
probably the best shape that I'd ever been in. I, okay. I was, I was running up and down mountains every day. I was, I mean, I was doing all kinds of half marathons. That's when I went 112 in the half marathon. Okay. Um, that was a lot of fun because it was, it was, it's Utah. So everything's turning green in the mountains. Yeah. And, and that winter before was actually really mild. So I was able to run on trails all winter long and not have to worry about snow and ice and all that. So it was yeah. great because it was just a nice segue into to that spring. Yeah. Uh, that was probably one of the best training blocks I've had. Um, a couple years ago here in Florida, I had a really good buildup um, for a marathon in December. And I got injured about a month or two, about, a, about five weeks before race day. And, but at that point I had, I mean, I was running 60, 70 miles a week, um, waking up every morning and running. I was consistent. Yes. Yes. I'd, I'd run a, a one fourteen half in training, like in a training run. I was feeling really good about things. Um, yeah, that was, that was also a pretty good training block. That's awesome. One fourteen half on a training run. That's good. Yeah, that was fun. That was, that was a, that was a fun day. <laughs> so you're, 112 is that your half pr then 112 yep. mm -hmm. 112. that was was that the america down the american fork was that so, so that was uh the one of the big cottonwood half marathons okay okay up in salt lake county okay okay i uh i didn't do a ton of races when i lived out there i was injured i'm like always in i was <laughs> always injured until recently well and then i had the heel pain today but um but <laughs> i did the utah valley yep. um half marathon in 2000 12 I would have done it so um yeah that was my first half marathon but like talking about like running downhill like for a mar yeah. half marathons for sure yes so right now I'm coaching my brother actually my brother's out there at Utah okay. Valley University and I've been coaching him and he he's running the Nebo half in another month and a half or so okay and that that race is also very very downhill okay it's very fast and it's you could run a good time on it but if you're not ready for it it will Spit you up and yeah, it eats you up yeah. and spits you back out. Yeah. So I've, I've been coaching him and been focusing on doing a lot more downhill running, a lot more tempo stuff. Yeah, I mean you could do speed work on the flat grounds, but then as soon as you get on the downhill part, it's you know it's a totally different ball game. Yeah, yeah. But man, I would love to go back out there and run. Me too. This is just making me like, let's just, rem can we just reminisce on Utah? Is that okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to hear us talk about Utah? Because that's just what I want to talk about right now. Yeah, we missed the 4th of July parade, Pioneer <laughs> Day parade, you know, all these yep. things. That, yeah, it's just, ugh. But they probably didn't have them this year anyways, so yeah, <laughs> didn't really miss uh, anything. <laughs> what, did you have a favorite trail out there that you would go on? So one of my favorites, so it goes by a couple different names. It goes by... Um, what's it called? Middle Earth is one name it goes by, or okay. the other name is the Taj Mahal. Okay, never heard of it. I don't think. Um, so it's at the base of Temp. It's kind of uh, like when you're driving into the canyon. It's kind of up above the canyon a little ways. Okay. Um, but it's it's a pretty good climb. You go up trail um, up to the rock pile. There's like the rock pile. Uh, that everyone goes to go past okay. that and you just kind of make your way up around a big baldy and kind of that direction. Okay. And this is all just from memory. So if someone from yeah. Utah listens to this, they're yeah, probably yeah, yeah, no, like, I know, understand. Talking about? This guy has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's been five years since I've been there. So, yeah. but, but yeah, so that's one of my favorite trails because once you get up to where Middle Earth is, there's all these massive, massive 
just boulders that have rolled down the mountain. Yeah. They are like bigger than the size of cars. Like there's these huge, huge rocks that are just sitting there. And you just kind of like look around and you're like, this came from up there somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then oh, once yeah. you get out of Middle Earth, it's just a dive bomb back down. And then you run the, the, utility, the utility dirt road back towards the trail. It's kind of by the Orem shooting range is where it starts and finishes. Okay. Okay. I feel like, oh, I definitely know where that is because I definitely like ran on a trail there once and thought I was going to get shot. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to be on this trail. And like, I think there maybe were like, I don't even know signs and I probably just ignored them. And oh, I don't even know. I just remember one day being on a trail and being like, there's a shooting range over there and yep. freaking out. <laughs> and yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I also loved going up on the Alpine Loop. Okay, that sounds familiar. So the Alpine Loop, when you, like if you're going up to uh, Sundance. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, go I up think... that and you just kind of keep going around and it comes back around. Um, I don't remember where it comes back out, but there's where Tim Cave is up there. So okay. going up there, there's all kinds of trails up there. Yeah. It's always very quiet. Actually, my first time hearing a moose was up there and that was okay. oh, that was pretty terrifying because we're <laughs> we're on this ridge and you, you just hear this high-pitched squeal and it's just <laughs> echoing from side to side and we're like what the heck is going there's alien something going on <laughs> you're like what is this and my butt tristram actually he was like no it's it's tristram. it's moose <laughs> there's moose out there i'm like what and yeah it was weird crazy times <laughs> I bet that, that, that Tristram and Emily brought me out. I think that was like their favorite trail up there near Sundance. I know I went running with them yep. out there once. I was thinking of that. I like those trails out there. I couldn't remember a name of anything for sure. And I didn't have a car half the time I was out there at the beginning anyways. Yeah. So. Did you ever go to Soldier Hollow? That sounds familiar for so, sure. Oh, I, I can't even think of this town out there. Man, it's been so long. <laughs> um, on the other side of um man i am just drawing if a book you guys ever want a tour guide for utah listen to this podcast I, episode I, and we'll tell I, you guys where to go run <laughs> i can get you there i just yeah, can't yeah. the name right now if we drive out there we could drive you there like i could yes. remember yeah like my mind will remember like that kind of direction but yeah i can't even i can't even think of the lake it's not strawberry lake it, I, I don't remember it's at, when you go through the canyon and there's anyways it's out by where the homestead is um Anyways, out there, there's a trail called Soldier Hollow, and you can run it all the way along the lake, along the railroad pathway, or the railroad tracks. Um, Heber, Heber, Heber City, is that what it oh, is? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Heber? I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds right to me. <laughs> anyways, yeah, so you just follow it around, it pops up in the canyon, and it's, it, anyways, it's, that's another good one. All right, we're going, I'm, I'm going on a trip out there, at least, like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I need to get back out there. It sounds, especially right now, it sounds lovely. <laughs> oh, it's so gorgeous out there right now. All, all my <laughs> friends are posting pictures, and I'm like, man, if it was, if I had all the money in the world, yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't around right now. Right, right, and just go on out there. <laughs> no, I love it. What, um, let's see, since we talked about the heat and humidity, anything that you learned by being out in altitude, like training in altitude, that helped you? Um, I'd say kind of the same sort of things that you, you just kind of have to give yourself a little bit of grace when it comes to like pacing wise, Yeah, just because you're at a different elevation, just like when you're in humidity, your body can't function at such an optimal level. Right. So I, I don't remember what the exact conversions are, but you know, if you're able to do a certain pace per mile, you know, 
in elevation at a certain temperature and then go somewhere at a lower temperature or lower elevation, you're going to run faster just because right. your body is accustomed to running at that kind of threshold. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different animal running in elevation. I think it's yeah. it takes a little bit. Yeah. But once you get used to it, you get used to it. That's the one thing too. Like, and then even if you go like home or leave for a little bit and go back, it takes a little bit of adjustment, but then you adjust quicker, I guess I would say. Yeah. One, I so the one part that I, so, so here's another story about, well, another story about Utah. So <laughs> kind of related. So I, it was actually Amber, Hawk's daughter, Amber. Yep. yep. There was a trail race, the Grizzly, uh, Gruesome Grizzly 8K. And yeah, I think, yeah, I have a rock. Do you have a rock? I have yes, a rock. I do. I do have a rock. It's in my closet, actually. I, I've, oh my gosh. If it wasn't for that, it's under all these other boxes. I'd pull it out and show it, but I do have a rock, a big freaking rock. Um, but yeah, so we ran Gruesome Grizzly and Gruesome Grizzly is this trail race that, you know, goes up and comes back down and it's pretty aggressive. It's an 8K and I was in good shape on the flat grounds. And yeah. trail was kind of a different animal. And if you don't know Amber, Amber is like a national caliber trail runner. Like she plays yeah, like second awesome. in the US, US nationals. And, and anyway, she's super good. And mm-hmm. so we're climbing up this mountain. She and I are in like first and second. And I get a little bit of an extra win and I surge to go ahead. So I just go ahead and she falls back a little bit. And then we hit the downhill part. And next thing I know, I hear everyone just like yelling and screaming because she is flying and she goes right by me and she kicked me so hard like she beat me so bad it, it, it was like I was standing still and that's awesome and I'll be the first of it Amber's a great runner and she kicked my butt that day and she deserved the win yes but since that race it inspired me to never let that happen again okay. <laughs> so I spent the next several months focusing on uphills and downhills okay so I would do all my speed work on hills so at the time we were living in Springville, kind of just yep. south of Provo a little ways. Yeah. And we lived at the mouth of Hobble Creek Canyon, where there's a lot of, a lot of hills in the neighborhoods and whatnot. Yeah. So I would do like 800 meter repeats up and down these hills. And, you know, I'd go like moderate pace up. I'd turn around and then run down as hard as I possibly could. Okay. As fast as I possibly could. Yeah. And I, I would do this all the time. And that actually helped me for that, that 112 half. Because okay. I was so used to going fast downhill. Yeah. So at, at that that half marathon, we started the race, and it was just myself and this other guy, just kind of side by side, and we're just going down the mountain, and we get through the first mile, and we go through in five sixteen, <laughs> and whew, jumped away. Sorry oh, about good. that. Good. Who's uh, about to sneeze for anyone that can't <laughs> <laughs> embrace it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we hit the mile at 5.16, and the dude looked at his watch, and it was like he just stopped running. He, like, just stopped because he, he realized we were going way too fast for Like a him. PR or something. He's like, that's, like, my mile PR. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah, prob- probably. <laughs> and, you know, after that, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going for broke, I guess. So I just kind of maintained as, as hard, long and hard as I could, and that's, that led me to that 112. So, it so there's something to uphill and downhill running. It's kind of yeah. speedy in disguise. So you did like these 800, um, so you would like the whole 800 is downhill, right? For these yep. repeats, mm-hmm. right? And then you'd have to kind of recover back uphill ish. Yeah. So my recovery was running back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a great recovery. Yeah. But did man, you... I, was, I was in great shape though. Those, those were fun workouts. That worked. Did you get like, um, did you just like not come up with the idea, but like, did someone tell you to do it or anything? 
Um, it was it was kind of a mix of both. So I knew it, I knew I needed to train downhill to train like the muscle proteins and train like my muscles how to to handle the downhill. Because when you're running downhill, this may be too sciencey, but you have a lot of eccentric loading, and mm -hmm. the eccentric is where you get really sore, and that's where the injuries come in. So when you're running, because your legs are just extending, so I knew I needed to focus on that. And so that's what, that was my main goal. At least once a week, I was doing some kind of, of downhill speed work. Yeah. And, you know, you're doing that enough, your muscles and legs kind of adapt. So right. when you get back on the trails and you're, you know, you know bombing down these mountains, yep. you know, it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah. I, because I remember that. So Hawk, we're, you guys, we're just going to, I'm going to need to take them in this episode since we're talking about yeah. this all the time. <laughs> But they would do these mile, what did they call them? The downhill mile repeats around the, um, uh, it wasn't around the temple. It was like. Um, MTC miles. MTC miles. Is that what they're, okay. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I did them once, I remember. Um, but they were all downhill, right? Like it was a downhill mile, basically. Yeah, so you yeah. kind of start at the top and you turn around and run the whole, yeah. So that's, yep. So I was like, maybe he told you to do them, but you did 800s. But um, yeah, I remember that. So, so on Strava, I have. I still have, I'm probably going to lose it now that I said this. I still have the Strava uh, segment record from the corner of the MTC up around the temple and back down and over. So it's, okay. it's like, I think it's just over a mile. Okay. Climb a couple hundred feet, turn around and then dive back down. Okay. So I, still, I still have that Strava record. I think I know where you're talking about. Like I, yeah. I've, yeah. Five, years, five years later, I still have that one. That's and awesome. my, my other favorite one is I have one of the downhill squat peak Strava segments. Okay. Okay. Which was completely stupid. Please, <laughs> no one try and go after these records. Cause so <laughs> squat peak is like 3.7 miles. You climb 3000 feet and you're standing on top of a mountain. And then of course you go back downhill. So you're just, you're dropping like eight, 900 feet at a time. It's terrifying. not smart. <laughs> smart. Not smart. <laughs> but I have the seg I have the segment record. So we're okay. yeah. Yeah. But that's all that matters. I, yeah. I was just talking about this someone the other day. I'm actually like not really on Strava and like probably oh, couldn't even okay. tell you how to go on Strava. <laughs> like I'm like, the yeah, like, yeah, I've been running forever, but just never has been my thing. But I know all about it. I know about the segments yep. and all that. So yep. Strava's where it's at. <laughs> but Strava's a lot of fun. Awesome. I love it. Well, I'm thinking we should like wrap up quick just because you're, so his kids are napping and they might wake up. So I don't, I would hate for you to just be like, Oh, bye. Like I want you to at least get a chance to like tell everyone where to find you at. And then we keep talking a little bit. We'll do this podcast kind of backwards. If we keep talking, it's fine. Um, but I just want to make sure like they don't wake up and then, you know, Watch today they sleep in like an extra extra 30 minutes or something. Watch that. That'll be today, right? That'll be today. Yeah. I'll be like, what, what are you doing today? Um, but okay. So kind of already answered this, but let, if you have anything else, um, so usually at the end I ask, you know, um, the guests what their breaking five moment is, um, you know, that time you accomplished something you didn't think you could accomplish. You talked about this half, you know, in Utah and whether that's it, or if you have another idea, or maybe if there's a goal out there that you want to go after, um, or if you have an athlete, you, I'm trying to give some ideas since you did talk about this race already, but anything that comes to mind. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I could think of a couple moments. Um, so when I was in high school, I, I kind of mentioned before, I, 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 my goal was to set the records before I graduated. So my senior year of high school, um, I specialized in the two mile or the 3,200 meters that track season. Yeah. And 
at, up to that point, I qualified for state and cross country as a team. Um, I qualified in the, a relay as a team, but I, this was the first time I'd ever qualified individually for something. Yeah. Um, so show up to that state meet and I was seated dead last, like 16 out of 16. Like everyone there was faster than me. I had raced these guys for four years. Like I, I was kind of, you know, the, the small fish in the big pond. Like this was, I did not belong in this group. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I'm walking around the starting crowd, kind of looking around, I'm like, man, this is, this is a weird feeling. And so basically fast forward a little bit. So that race, I ended up finishing ninth or 10th. But I, I broke the 10 minute barrier um, for the two miles. So I ran a 958 awesome. two miler. So he broke was, five twice, by the way, in a row. That would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went 958, and I was the first person in my school history to, to break 10 That's in awesome. the two mile. That's awesome. So that was kind of like the, the crown jewel on my, my high school career. Yeah. Because at that point, I, had, you know, I started at the bottom, kind of made my way. And then that very last high school race, I was. That was it. That was the last school record. You know, I had the 15K, the 10K, the 5K, and now I had the two-mile record. And it was, it was all just kind of right there. After um, being so second that, to last in JV and be- being yeah. told you better do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, so if you're listening and you, you know, you're struggling to find, like, you, you just you think you're slow, you know, just stick with it because that was, that was four years, not even right. four years. That's not that long even. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was, <laughs> I, I, I had a coach, I mean, a really great coach, but that's the, that's the best part about running is if you're consistent with it long enough, yeah. you'll get the results. I mean, right. Running, running is easy because you just have to run. That's it. Just run. <laughs> yeah. and the yeah, more show you up. run just show up. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what Des Linden says. Just keep showing up. Yeah. And when you keep showing up, you're going to get the results that you need. Or the yeah. result, and the results that you want so that's kind of one moment I can think of um, another moment kind of that I'm striving for is uh, is 2024 I want to be an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon. okay no I like um, it which I know that may be like way the heck out there yeah but when I was watching the Olympic trials this last February that I just had the like overwhelming feeling like well why why not why, why, not? why couldn't yeah. I be in this race yeah. And this last, this last February was the largest Olympic trials race ever. Like there is you know, three or 400 guys, there's five or 600 girls. Like yeah. it was huge. I mean, it, I mean, what a great time to be a runner. Yeah. And I kept thinking, you know, why, why not? So my focus these next four years is, is kind of not getting the results immediately, but yeah. building you know, layer upon layer and layer upon layer until I get to that point. I love it. And so that's kind of, that's where I would like to be four years from now. No, I love it. Um, I love it because like, that's kind of what this podcast is about. Like in the sense of, I'm like, Oh, like, can I break five? Like, okay. Like, you know, logically, you know, like, well, I don't know, <laughs> but that's it's about true. like, you know, like it's about like putting out like, you know, crazy goals and dreams and then going for it because clearly you're not going to get it by just sitting here and deciding you can't. So like same thing for you. Like you're like, okay, like maybe that seems too much, but the only, like no one cares as much as you do. So like if you just sit there and don't do it, no one really cares if you do or don't do it, but if you don't do it, you're going to care, you know, and you don't want to be 10 years later and be like, uh, yeah, my, you know, I'm not as high of a fitness now and now I passed my time to go after it and you didn't you know <laughs> it's like what you just said so I don't know if you can see on my wall I have this that blue thing right there yeah I can't read it but I see it oh, yeah it's, it's a quote by Winston Churchill where he says basically 
um, talking about like seizing the moment, like how, how terrible it would be if when the moment comes and you're not ready for it and it passes by. Yeah. And I like that. That's, that's kind of like my motivation is like, okay, I'm going to do everything in my power to get to that point. So yeah. when the moment comes, I'll be ready for it. No, I like it. What's, what's the quote? Can you, can you read the whole, or can I can go look it up? <laughs> um, is it uh, long? <laughs> so it, it's a little long. So it says, Man, I need my glasses. This is <laughs> I can go look it up later too. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll, I'll I'll read it. So it says, "To each there comes their let's see. To each comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figur figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing, unique to them and fitted fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been their finest hour." I love it. That's awesome. So I think I think he gave that to a bunch of troops like right before the war. Yeah. But I I don't know the exact history behind it. But yeah, I love I love that quote. No, that's awesome. What what do you think and let me know if your kids wake up and you got to go. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the key for you um you know, what are you going to have to do or what have you done in the past that has worked or you know, what will be the key for you giving it your all in 2024? I think the biggest thing is consistency. Mm -hmm. Um I know that kind of seems cliche, but I've, I've noticed I run best when I'm the most consistent. So if I, you know, I stick to the training plans, I stick yep. to like being disciplined, doing speed work, waking up, doing yep. all the little things, a lot of little things will equal a lot of big things down the road. Yep. So that's kind of bottom line. That's, that's my goal is consistency, but also belief. Like if I, if I believe it, then, you know, I can do it. If I doubt, then it's, I've already lost. Like there's, you've right. already lost the battle there. Yeah. No, I love that. And that might relate to me. Like, I'm always like, oh, I kind of doubt this whole, like, can I break five? So it's not going to happen if I keep that up. <laughs> so <laughs> better change my mindset <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Let's, uh, we'll wrap it up just in case you have to go. Um, but so where can our listeners find you at, Jason? So I am on just about every social media platform. So <laughs> on Facebook, um, I have my own group. It's called Running Secrets. I'm actually just updated the, the, updated the name of it. So it's Running Secrets Official. Um, that's the main group where I do a lot there. Um, I also have, there's also a Running Secrets page. I have my own personal page as well. Um, on Instagram, uh, my Instagram handle is Jason the Cairo Runner. So Jason underscore the underscore Cairo underscore runner. Um, those are kind of the two platforms I do a lot on. Uh, just recently I started a YouTube channel, which has been a lot of fun awesome. because doing video is way out of my comfort zone and I'm <laughs> terrible at speaking. And, but it's been a lot of fun because it's, it's, it's pulled me out and helped me do a lot more. Um, but that is coach Jason at running secrets uh, on awesome. YouTube. Perfect. I'll put the, that all in the, sh the show notes. Um, and then, so the Running Secrets official, right? Yep, Running Facebook Secrets group. official. Would you say it's for any certain type of runner or just really any runner? If, if you put shoes on and you step out the door, <laughs> it's for you. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> so awesome. we, have, we have a guy in the group that just ran a 357 mile about oh a month or so ago. And then we have people who are on run streak, like up to a thousand at this point. So it's, okay. and it's everywhere in between. There's new runners, old runners. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of really nice, good people in there. That's cool. That's fun. 
that is yeah well that's fun I, yeah like we connected on having that facebook group so yep. um anything else anything else you have a you want to plug out there for anything or <laughs> um wash your hands be healthy <laughs> <laughs> be healthy yeah don't get the coronavirus <laughs> yeah drink, drink lots of water be kind yes i love it <laughs> friendly <laughs> But yeah, so I'll put that in the show notes. You can find Jason there. Again, Jason's in Winter Haven, Florida. Um, and as you know, we both have connections in Provo, Utah. So um, that's been fun. Well, this has been a really fun episode. It's been good. It's been good. The episode where we realized we worked at the exact same place. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jason. Course, uh, it was a pleasure. Really and it. we will talk again soon. Awesome. Sounds All right. great. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a Breaking Five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their Breaking Five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.